page number 156. Praise the Lord. 156. How is your velocity being today? Amen. I knew you had it right. I looked it up and I went on down through all. Oh, I, my mind just got stretched away out trying to on physics and all those terms after that. <laughs> I'm glad that the Lord is a great upholder. Amen. He can stop that fall. Yes, sir. Amen. You can give us resistance. Amen.
I have made a few lists through the years, and I, I haven't made one of those lists, but I know a lot of people that started out with a bang, and something happened, and they, they failed. They fizzed. They got distracted. They took a detour. They tried to take a shortcut. I mean, you just name it, and I don't know where they are now. Some of them, some of them crossed over. <clears throat> But I'm determined to hold out to the end. Yes. Anyone have a special prayer need this evening? remember Jeff Smith, he's got a procedure this coming week, and uh, really needs the Lord to help him with that. Continue to remember my wife, Teresa Wood, and um, please remember Ukraine. Um, that's all I can say, is just remember them. They need the Lord, and there's a lot of, we, uh, between, I think there's two or three missionary groups that go to Ukraine from the homeless people. And so let's please remember those folks. Yes. yes. All right. <clears throat> Don't forget to pray for your country. Yeah, our leaders. And uh, the pastors across this country. Many years ago, a pastor, you know, still a pastor, but the whole culture was different. And, and people now, in general, are so skeptical and so independent until when the preacher or pastor gives out the truth and, you know, Scripture, just like Brother T's been doing, I'm telling you. It's a shame that humans take it and sift through it, throw out what they don't want or just... You know, and can't make it heaven like that. Can't do it. Brother Bob. Brother Bob, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of people, when we request prayer for the folks in Ukraine, my heart goes out to them. But you know, the citizens of Russia, they need prayer. <coughs> they do too. Yes, they do. They're about what their leader is doing. Yeah. Right. right. They're, they're going to be suffering quite a bit when all this stuff gets yeah. so remember them in your prayer too it's, uh, it's a complex but don't catch the Lord off guard no, no. he's so sovereign <coughs> he's so almighty amen and uh, so all knowing I'm, I'm, I'm missing is that the right word 
I'm not pressed. <laughs> yeah, we're in there. Oh, Yes. All right. Let's remember these needs and ask the Lord to help us in our service tonight. Let's find our place to pray.
times if we're not careful we'll make our problems so big that even the Lord can't handle them he can handle them once we let go of them we've got to be willing to let go of the situation in our lives and most of the time I don't know if you realize this or not but most of the time it kind of cuts the flesh it's against what you would normally like to do but I have found the hard way when God has His way, things are so much better. So much better. And I, I've been through a little bit of it, but I appreciate the Lord. He's brought me out of all of them. Amen. So, so good having Brother Martin with us this uh, evening. Why don't you stand and testify and announce any meetings you got coming. Hey, Brother Jeff, it's good to be with you all tonight. And what you're saying about God being big, God is bigger than He's following the face tonight. Yeah. With yeah. cancer. He's bigger than cancer, still heals cancer tonight. I believe he still reads the dead, don't you? Oh, he's yes. Dead. He's bigger than all this going on in his brain. That's right. And, uh, I, I read the book, I read the Bible, and we knew the story. We knew I saw it go down. Right. But our hope tonight is in Jesus Christ. That's right. And uh, 1990, March the 10th, I married my lovely bride. Wow. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. We feel honored. Feel honored. Amen. Sure do. And uh, let's see here, Brother T. Y'all are celebrating y'all's. 35 in October. 35. Teresa and I. See, I said all that so I could get around to this one. 
Teresa and I in December celebrated our 40th anniversary. So, uh, one wife till death do us part. Amen. And sometimes I've thought about that. But anyway. <laughs> so, anyway, I appreciate the Lord. Uh, we're going to come to you tonight for the offering. And um, Brother uh, Ricky, if you will come and receive the offering for us here tonight. And uh, this, is, this offering is for Brother Teague. And uh, we do appreciate his ministry, not only to here, but to uh, Cameroon and Sudan? Ghana. Ghana, okay. So at least I was, I was in the right continent, wasn't I? Okay, I was just, so uh, just trying to make sure. But uh, we do appreciate what he and his wife does, and we're looking forward to the message here tonight. Go ahead and pray, brother. Amen. Amen. Uh, I'm sorry. I probably shouldn't have said that. What I said earlier. But I want folks to realize that marriage is not a cakewalk. And it's not something that's always easy. And if you want a marriage made in heaven, you got to hammer it out here on earth. And uh, I appreciate the Lord for helping us. And uh, I know that whenever we first got married, we made an agreement. At least I made an agreement that uh, I wasn't going for anyone else. And she, she told me, she said, if I ever see you with someone else, she said, I'll kill you. And I believe it. And so anyway, uh, I decided to keep her. I decided to keep her. Right then and there. But I do appreciate her. I, I, I say all that, but in all honesty, we've had a good marriage. Been tough at times. I'm going to tell you something. If your marriage is just easy and you never had no problems, I'm wondering. That's what I was thinking. Who's wearing the pants at home? Huh? And so, you know, I don't know about you. Uh, I, I t- How did I get in this? I just need to quit, don't I? I'm sorry. This is just totally different than the whole week. But anyway, uh, I told Brother, Brother Teague uh, earlier today, I said, you know, the reason why I married her is I said, all them other pretty girls I dated, they were boring. No, seriously. I'm just kidding. Boring. Yeah. Where would you like to eat? Oh, it doesn't matter wherever you'd like to go. Huh? How do you like this? Oh, it looks great on you. Not Teresa. Hey, you want to go eat over this place? My favorite place. No. <laughs> no. Now, we did get into a situation. We did get into a situation right after we got married. I'd ask her, where do you want to go eat? She said, it doesn't matter. Well, you want to go eat over at the steak place? No. 
And so I just started naming off all the places in Savannah we would eat. I knew where she wanted to eat at. And I wouldn't name that one place because I was wore out eating at that one place. Because that's where we would end up at. And so, uh, you know, true love, thank you, that's right, true love. But I do appreciate my wife, she's been a, a wonderful wife for over 40 years now, 40 years. Amen. So let's get get going here and change the order of service. And uh, get a song together. Amen. Because we really come. It's nice that we can have a, a chuckle every now and then. But the purpose for us coming is to worship Him. It's all about Jesus. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's not about your situations. Though God is interested in them. But it's about us coming. And being willing to surrender all, to open our hands, and to let Him have full control in our life. I appreciate Him so very, very much. Amen.
Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's so many things in this world to get our attention away from the most important uh, event going on. Jesus is coming. And really and truly, you can ask some of these around here, I, I get... I get pretty offended for Ukraine. How's that? Huh? But you know what? Jesus knew all about it. Matter of fact, some of those things were in His workings. The Lord has all things under control. Even these wars, even these wicked men, He has a purpose behind allowing those things to happen. Some of the cruelest uh, um, autocrats, whatever, yeah, King Nebuchadnezzar. You read history outside of the Bible. He was even more cruel than what you read about in the Bible. Uh, Alexander the Great. Cyrus the Great. You read about these. They were terrible men. But God used them as a tool. And so I appreciate the Lord. I don't, I don't want to be in the way of something like that coming. But you know what? If I do find myself there, I can trust on Him. He will bring us to an expected end. Amen. So I appreciate the Lord. Brother T, come. I apologize. Taking too much of your time here tonight. I want you to come and just obey the Lord. Come be with us on Thursday evening. Appreciate the Martins for being with us. It's been a little while, I guess, since we laid eyes on them. Good to have the brother from Hagen, Georgia. And uh, just appreciate everybody being in the Lord's house. Good to see Brother Maury and Brother Otis from over at Savannah. Oh, yes. And uh, just friends of ours, and we certainly are thankful that you chose to come. I'd like the Lord to help us here tonight, wouldn't you? Yes. I mean, I'd like to have a divine demonstration of his grace and his glory and his victory y'all believe he still does that I was preaching for brother Glenn Meekum years ago when he was pastoring uh, in Gastonia North Carolina and brother Meekum uh, was uh, pastoring the East Gastonia Church of God at that time and I was spending time during the day in the Sunday school one of the Sunday school classes praying crying out to the Lord asking him to help us have revival and I'll never ever forget I was there in the church by myself back in the back of the church in that Sunday school class crying, begging God to, to move and manifest Himself among us and Lord would you do this, would you do that and God spoke directly to my heart I know it was God and I'm asking Him to send us a divine demonstration I was reading in the book of Isaiah chapter 64 where Isaiah cried out to God, Oh, that thou wouldest rend the heavens, that thou wouldest come down. And that's along the lines I was praying, and the Holy Ghost spoke to my heart. I know it was Him. He said, I still desire to demonstrate myself among my children. I really believe that with all of my heart. He demonstrates Himself not just in a shout, or Jericho march, or somebody walking the backs of the pews, or walling in the floor. I'm for all of that. He demonstrates Himself in salvation, sanctification, the baptism with the Holy Ghost, healing, deliverance, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge. Come on now. How many wants Him to demonstrate Himself? 
in this place tonight. Praise God. I'd like for the Lord to come down and help us. I really would. I, I've got something on my heart I'd like to preach to us about. Uh, maybe a little different from uh, the direction we've been heading. Seemed like we've kind of had a theme up until now. And uh, we'll just see the Lord, what the Lord does. First Samuel. You have your Bibles, the book of 1 Samuel is where I'd like to read to you from. First Samuel chapter 30. Very, very familiar scripture for the Bible reader. For those of you that have been around church, you've heard this and heard this and heard this. But let's squeeze on it a little more tonight and see if the Lord will help us to receive from Him. 1 Samuel chapter 30. Let's begin with verse four, uh, 1. Let's begin with verse 1. The Bible said, And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire and had taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city and behold, it was burned with fire and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. Look with me at verse 6. And David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Look at verse 8. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this truth? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. Look with me at verse 19. And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil nor anything that they had taken to them. David recovered all. Praise God. Recovery. That's a word that's been on my mind today. Recovery. Wouldn't it be great to leave this Revival meeting, listen, far as we know, we have tonight and tomorrow night together. Wouldn't it be great for somebody to leave this revival, uh, being able to lift their hands toward God and shout, Hallelujah! I recovered all! <laughs> Woo! Y'all believe that's possible? Oh, come on, don't try to mislead me. Y'all really believe that's possible? Hallelujah! I recovered all! Glory to God. You know who's going to get the glory and the victory for that? It's all going to be Him. Yes. Praise God. Lift your hands and let's pray and ask the Lord to help us. Father, we love You. We thank You for Your mercy. We thank You, Lord, for Your grace and love. We thank You for Your compassion. Walk among us here tonight and do that great work that only You can do, Lord. Send a guard at our lips that will only speak those things that edify the body of Christ, those things that minister grace to the hearer, those things, oh God, 
that you'll send this conviction to the life of those that are lost. Lord, would you help someone to recover all in this service tonight? In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Amen, amen. Church said amen. Why don't we just lift our hands right here and give him a good praise, can we? Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah! Glory to your name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Master. Hallelujah. Oh, clap your hands, all your people, the Bible said. Shout to God with a voice of triumph. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Well, I, I wanted to uh, talk about recovery. That's just, uh, uh, I thought about what I could title this. What I, I thought about preaching on go after it. I thought about talking about restoration revival. I thought about thou shalt recover all. But let's just talk about recovery for a few minutes here tonight. David uh, was in one of the worst places that his life would never put him in. He had made the decision in running from King Saul to cross the Philistine border and join himself to the arch enemies of Israel. It was Achish that was the king over the land of the Philistines that David approached and Achish gave uh, Ziklag to David and to his men that they could dwell there. And uh, before I get into uh, all of that, we just take off going down that road. I want you to understand something, folks. Lots of times, even in our walk with God, we make bad choices. We make bad decisions. Sometimes we even uh, may align ourselves with something or someone that we're not supposed to be aligned with. We might put out our hand to, to touch or take hold of something that God's not pleased with. I'll tell you something. That does not have to be the end of the story. There is a recovery that can take place in your life. There is a coming back to where God wants you to be. I read about the, the promises. I got to thinking, praying today, and uh, the promises of God, especially in the Old Testament, came to my mind. Uh, Brother Pastor and I was talking at lunch today, and, and uh, in the conversation, something was said that someone did not believe that you could take the Old Testament and apply it to New Testament teaching or, or find New Testament theology in the Old Testament. And I'll tell you something. I'm glad that all the promises of God are in Him, yea, and in Him, amen. That means it's settled. Listen to what Isaiah the prophet said in Isaiah 54 and 17. God speaks through the prophet to Israel and He said, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Again, Isaiah the prophet said in Isaiah 59 and 19, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and His glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Praise God. 
Zechariah the prophet recorded in Zechariah 4 and 6, the second half of verse 6, he said, not by might, not by power, uh, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Amen. That's all Old Testament. But I've got one New Testament scripture for us tonight. That's a promise we all ought to hold on to. And 1 John 4 and 4, John said, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Can you wave your hand? And have a hallelujah. I'm glad to be perfect tonight. We're not on the loose and end. We're on the winning side. I'm glad to report to you. We ask the church of Jesus Christ. We're not about to fold. We're not about to crumble. We're not about to be washed away by the ways of the world. Amen. The church of Jesus Christ is the church triumphant. In a little while, that's what we're going to be, folks. The church triumphant. And you know why? We have victory because he bought it. But life comes, life deals with things that come swiftly sometimes and unexpectedly. I've already said in the beginning of this uh, message tonight that sometimes we make wrong choices. Sometimes, uh, whether it's the devil or our flesh, or maybe it's just the humanity in us, we're led astray. Amen. Uh, we get off the path that the Lord wants us to follow. And that's where we find King David in 1 Samuel. In chapter 27, he's running from Saul. And that's where he ran to Gath. He made an alliance, amen, with Achish the king. And Achish gave David Ziklag for a dwelling place. When I studied this, I found out that it was a year and four months, 16 months, David lived there. And for 16 months in David's life, just over a year, not quite a year and a half, there's not one song recorded that David wrote on the other side of that Philistine border. There's not, there's not, amen, one word of rejoicing. It was a dark time. It was a time of great pressure. It was a time of fear. Amen. The shadows of Saul had pushed him across that Philistine border and there he lived among those Philistines. In chapter 28 the Bible said the Philistines gathered their armies together and they're going to make war against Israel. David at one of his lowest points he went and joined himself with that army but the Philistine captains would have none of it. They came to the king and said, send him back home. In the heat of the battle, they're going to turn against us and we'll be slaughtered. Amen. In chapter 29, David went up with Achish and that's when the princess said, make this fellow return. David is driven out of Israel by Saul and now he's been rejected by his new friends, which in reality are his enemies. Can you imagine the long walk back to Ziklag with those mighty men of valor in tow following along behind him. Can you imagine the heartbreak? Amen. That 
preaching inside of them that must have taken place when they got close enough to see light to see the smoke rising up into the atmosphere. They must have broke ranks and took off running. And when they got there, see light was gone. The city was burned with fire. But that's not the worst part. Their wives weren't there. Their children weren't there. The Amalekites slipped in from the south and stole them all away. And the Bible said the people wept until they had no more power to weep. Don't tell you something. Amen. About losing. Losing. That's what David was experiencing. That's right. The greatest loss, one of the greatest losses that that man had experienced up to this time. Amen. David, uh, you know, he had two wives in that group. He had children in that group. His great mighty men of valor had their wives and their children. And now they're all gone. And they lift up their voices and they break down and cry. And they cry, brother, until there's no more tears. Anybody ever wept like that? I've tried to console family members at the funeral home that have cried until they just can't cry anymore. I've tried to encourage folks whose family members are about to be incarcerated and they wept and cried over it until they can't weep or cry anymore. It was one of the lowest points in David's life up to this point. Amen. Listen, you got to understand he remembers what they all felt like when Samuel the prophet showed up at Jesse's house and poured it over his head and the Holy Ghost moved on him and said the Lord you're going to be the next king of Israel he remembered all of that but now it looked like all of that was gone all of that was shattered all of that had been blown away with the winds of life and now he feels empty and broken and he wept until he couldn't cry anymore and then Besides that, those mighty men of valor that was willing to follow him anywhere, even across that Philistine border, they begin to talk among themselves. They begin to say it's his fault. Yeah. He's the man that brought us to this place. Yeah. He's the one that led us here. Right. Hey, there's only one thing to do. We gotta stone him. We must eliminate him out of our lives. Amen. Oh, I'm going to preach to you on recovery if the Lord would help me. But I want you to understand that, amen, just because you've been anointed, just because God has given you some promises, just because, amen, the songs of God at one time or another have issued out of your heart, that does not mean that life is never going to be hard. That doesn't mean that life is never going to feel out of control. service tonight. Hey, don't give up on the promises. Hold on to the vision that God gave you. Don't give up. Amen. On the goodness and the mercies of Almighty God. Amen. David didn't quit. David didn't give up. Praise God. The story's about to take a turn. I'll tell you what the devil wants to do when life puts us in that terrible position. And one time or another, we're all headed to that place. Come on now. We're all headed to that place where we feel empty and we wonder what's happened 
Amen. Why did we come in this direction? Why did we make this decision? Amen. And we find ourselves standing there. And the devil must have a big old grin on. I'll tell you something. The devil hates every one of you. Amen. He hates every one of us. If we're going to be faithful to Christ and strive to make heaven our home, we're on the top of the devil's hit list. Amen. God is not willing that any should perish. But the devil's not willing that any should make it. Amen. He's fighting with everything that is within him. He's been judged already. He knows his eternity is in a lake of fire that burns with brimstone. And when he looks at you, made in the image, created in the likeness of God, he reminds him that God's still in control and he hates you. I said he hates you and he wants to take us to that same hell, that same fire. I'm telling you the Bible said in John 10 and 10, the thief cometh not before to steal and to kill and to destroy. But the promise is when I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Oh, lift your hands and praise Him for abundant life. Praise God. When I, uh, let me just slow down here. I'm talking about David in a low place. Amen. Bad choices. Bad decisions. Amen. Put him on the side of the enemy. There's no singing. No praying. Recorded. Amen. The devil seemed to have stripped David of everything. That's what he wants to do to you. In the Hebrew tongue, his name is Abaddon. Amen. Translated, that means destruction. Amen. The Greeks called him Apollyon. That means destroyer. Come on now. That's what he's out to do, folks. I said that's what he's out to do. In Matthew chapter 12 and verse 24, Jesus called him Beelzebub. In John 12 and 31, he's called the prince of this world. Amen. In 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, he's called the God of this world. Amen. In Ephesians 6 and 12, he is referred to as the prince of darkness. In 1 Peter 5 and 8, Peter called him our adversary, the devil. In Revelation 9 and 11, he's called destruction and destroyer. In Revelation 12 and 7, he's called the dragon. In Revelation 12 and 10, he is the accuser of the brethren. And in Revelation 20 and 2, he's called that old serpent. He is our enemy. He is our adversary. And he is an expert on capitalizing upon our mistakes, our missteps. Come on now. Oh, God. what the devil wants to put in every one of us. Come on, say amen. Woo! If he can get me just a little 
the people of God, the ways of God. If He can keep me, you know, I uh, uh, this boy. I'm so glad this COVID stuff is just about behind us, and uh, you know, it's kind of touch and go there for a little while. And uh, I, I, uh, it troubles me. It troubles me that there seems to still be so many who uh, have not returned to church. It's almost as if they were just looking for a reason not to have to come anymore. I don't want to feel that way. I don't want to feel that way. I want to, listen, I want, it, I, want, I want coming to church to be exciting. Amen. I want a longing inside of me. And uh, when that longing uh, is not there, I better get to praying. I better get to fasting. I better do anything I have to do uh, to get that longing to return uh, on the inside of me. But here's what the devil will do. Uh, he'll capitalize on our missteps, uh, on our mistakes, uh, on our bad decisions. Uh, and that's exactly what happened at Ziklag. Uh, the thief came, uh, amen, uh, and stole everything of value. Uh, and he burned the rest with fire. Uh, amen. Uh, but the Bible said, uh, but David uh, encouraged himself uh, in the Lord his God. Uh, after 16 months uh, of not praying, uh, David said, I believe I'll have a prayer meeting. Uh, after 16 months uh, of no worship, uh, no singing. Uh, amen. David said, I believe uh, I'll get somewhere uh, and encourage myself uh, in the Lord my Praise God. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and praise Him with you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Look that word up in the Hebrew. It's Kalzak, if I'm pronouncing that right. It means to become strong. David encouraged himself. He became strong in God. It means to become courageous. It means to strengthen, to fortify, to hold fast, to become mighty. That's what David did. Amen. Listen, I saw him putting that into practice when he was just a young boy. He's at the Valley of Elah on the hills of Shoko. And for 40 days in a row, Goliath, the champion Philistine warrior, had been daring him to send a man down into that valley to fight. David cried out on day number 40, He is there not at all. Uncircumcised Philistine. Amen. I'm telling you, David went down to face that mighty giant. Amen. With a faith in God that God cannot fail. God cannot fail. Come on now. Amen. When Saul tried to discourage him, David encouraged himself. You remember how he done it? I remember a lion. I remember a bear that came into daddy's flock. And God gave me the strength to catch him by the beard and smote him. Come on, say amen. Oh, God. Amen. Listen, folks, when life gives you lemons and you feel like you're on the bottom, get somewhere and begin to encourage yourself in him. Remind yourself of all the good things God has done for you. Remind yourself of every miracle. If you gotta go out in the woods and scream it to the top of your lungs, you just rehearse everything God has done. Amen. I'll tell you what you'll come to realize. He's done everything.
done anything for you? Has he ever really brought you out? Really? Has he ever healed your body when you was hurting? And it was just gone. God healed you. Oh, God. Has he ever saved your marriage? Has he ever rescued your children? Has he ever given you, amen, the, the ability to be a witness for him and win someone to Christ? Come on now. I'm telling you, just begin to remind yourself. You know, the old saying is you have to learn to count your blessings. Amen. A lot of people making decisions in the decision making process in their family what they're going to buy, what they're going to pass over, and the jobs they're going to take, the jobs they're going to pass over. They'll make a list. Amen. Of pros and cons. Pros and cons. And I guarantee you, you get to sitting down and counting up your blessings. Amen. There won't be enough paper. There won't be enough ink to write it all down. Because it's been good to you. Oh, let's lift our hands and give him a praise right here. Here's what happens. Amen. We get discouraged. Discouraged. Can you say that word? Oh, come on. Discouraged. You slow it down just a little bit. Discouraged. You can almost hear the hiss of a serpent. Discouraged. That's what he specializes in. Discouragement. Huh? He wants us to not think of ourselves as kings and priests. Right. Huh? He, he wants us not to think of ourselves as the people of God. The bride. You realize we're the bride of Christ. Woo! Hallelujah. Man, that does something. Hallelujah. We are the bride of Christ. Hallelujah. We're the blood washed. We're the redeemed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's our names that are written in heaven. Come out. Amen.
She wasn't a part of the people of God. She wasn't a part of the uh, covenant that God had made with Abraham. Come on now. She wasn't a Jew. She was a Gentile. Amen. But Jesus said of all the widows in Israel and Elijah's day, God didn't send into one of them. But he sent Elijah across that border. Amen. From Jezebel's daddy was a ruler. Amen. He offered that hopeless woman hope. There's nothing more ugly than discouragement. Brother Ard has been sending me uh, just every day, day, day after day after day for probably all this week. Picture after picture after picture. Some of them I've saw on the news, some of the same photographs. And it's pictures that the church folks there are taking of what's happening in their hometowns. Yes. And in their apartment buildings. Right. In their hospitals. Yes. On the streets of their cities. And I... Look, I'm looking through some of those pictures. One of them, uh, you know, I don't, I ain't real uh, crazy. Pictures of dead bodies. They've sent me pictures of dead bodies. Uh, but I see bystanders. Bystanders. Yeah. And some of them look so hopeless. Yeah. So discouraged. But because of everything they see, all that's happening all around them. I'm going to tell you something about discouragement. It's not the will of God for you to live in that place. It's not the will of God for you to go around with the tuck head. Amen. Up in Carolina, we say the money grubs. Come on now. Y'all understand that kind of talk? Amen. Listen, it's not the will of God for us to go around dragging our shield and sword behind us. Woe is me. Come on now. Oh God, I read some of that C.S. Lewis stuff. Amen. He introduced me to a downer named Poe Blum. Hallelujah. And old Poe Blum, he's always looking for rain, always looking for giants, always looking for gloom and doom. Amen. Never could see the bright side of anything. I don't want to be a spiritual puddle blum. Praise God. Lord, teach me. Amen. The psalmist said in Psalms 37, verses 4 and 5, Delight thyself also in the Lord. He shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. Hallelujah. Amen. The only way for recovery, there must be an encouragement that takes place. Amen. Some of you in this service tonight, I said, when I came here, I didn't have any idea I'd be preaching to the lost in every single service. It seemed like it's taken a little turn here tonight. But I'll tell you what, some of you are still lost. It's because you haven't got the victory over this discouragement. And I'll tell some of the rest of you, while you're in danger of being lost, it's because you're so discouraged and you can't see the right side of anything. We better learn Delight yourself in the Lord. Woo! Hallelujah. Praise God. He ain't here tonight, so I'm going to talk about him. That young man that comes, he told me he's 19 years old. He's showed up short pants, t-shirt, goatee, huh? and 
Boy, the music will get you going. It is. Brother Moore, he'll get out and get to walking around. I'm not getting it. I'm not against it. Come on, say amen. Loose him. Let him go. I'd rather be here juking and down at the juke joint. Wouldn't you? Let him get on in. Amen. He keep digging around. He's going to get on him after a while. Go get in. After a while. God, come on. Let him make a change. Come on here. I, I was talking to Lisa and I might have even mentioned it to Brother Todd or somebody. I, I said, I wonder how our services would be if all of us would be getting in like that boy seen every time to get in. Come on now. You know why he's doing that? No telling where he lives. How he lives. What's going on in his life? All of his surrounding. When he gets to church, it feels good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Won't 
Don't you turn around and just look somebody out the whites of their eyes and say, I want to see you encouraged. I feel a little mean streak right here. That, that wasn't good enough. That didn't suit me. That was kind of weak. I want to see you encouraged. Won't you that's got the Holy Ghost look at somebody with the boldness God's put in your life and tell them, I want to see you encouraged. I want to see you encouraged. Praise God. in discouragement. It starts in distress. David said in Psalms 121, In my distress I cried unto the Lord and He heard me. Woo! Hallelujah! Amen. In that low place! Amen. Uh, I read it years ago. I ran across it again not long ago. Uh, it was uh, Jonah who talked about being in the belly of hell when he cried out to God. Yes. He, was, 
He was in the, that big fish's belly down at the bottom of the ocean. He called it the belly of hell. Amen. Jeremiah, he said it was a low dungeon. Come on, say amen. I cried unto the Lord. He said from the low dungeon. Praise God. Amen. If you're in a low place, there's no, maybe you feel like I'm on the bottom. That's good. There ain't nowhere to go but up. Amen. Quit looking around at your surroundings. Quit looking down at how deep the look in the mire yet. Lift your gaze and begin to look up. Praise God. I said begin to look up. Amen. Lift up your voice. And in the crowd to God. Amen. If you're going to jump up and down like a kangaroo, you encourage yourself and you do it. If you're going to quote Bible scriptures, you encourage yourself and do it. Praise God. There's a recovery waiting on you. got some videos on my phone of saints of God in West Africa. I got one video of an old lady. She's at church. Their church is just a brush arbor. And the, the houses all around are made out of grass, thatch, mud. And they got dirt. They all have dirt floors. And uh, this old lady in this video, they're singing. They're in the song service. And then in the, uh, during the church, you know, and she gets to dance, she breaks out and gets to dancing. She ain't just 90 to nothing wide open. She, just, she ain't doing much more than just this. Oh, praise God. But you can hear her hollering. Woo! Praise God. Worship. You can hear, you can hear it get on some of them other sisters. opportunity to preach the gospel I'm asking you Lord to move in this altar service God you see where we are and what it is we need we ask you oh Lord to send encouragement to someone's heart help someone to recover all before this service is over in Jesus name I'm not going to immediately ask for anybody to come to the altar I want just Sister Rebecca to give us a good recover, good recovery song. Together. And while she's doing that, amen. Let's just lift our hands and ask the Lord to move in this place. In the next 15 minutes, 
Oh, the next 15 minutes can change somebody's life forever. Holy, holy, holy. Come on, church. Pray the next 15 minutes to turn everything around. Amen. It can bring somebody from the bottom back to the top. Come on, church. Amen. Believe God with me right here. I believe the next 15 minutes. Amen. To change everything for a home, for a family. Praise God for a man, for a woman, for a boy, for a girl. God, would you move among us in Jesus' name? Have your way, Master. Have your way, Master. Have your way, Lord. Holy, 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 holy. Oh, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I feel like somebody ought to begin to encourage yourself in the Lord just now. Just begin to encourage yourself. In the Lord your God. You begin to do like that voice been coming. Delight yourself. In the Lord your God. Hallelujah.